Welcome to the Why Not Podcast, a show that celebrates uncertainties through various perspectives and possibilities, so you can inject some inspiration and a dash of that daredevil spirit in your everyday life. I'm your host, Belle Baldoza, a former radio DJ turned storyteller for tech unicorns and a self-confessed pop culture junkie who is on a constant quest to find life's meaning. Join me as we listen to various stories from brave people who found themselves taking the leap at the intersection of I don't know and I can by asking themselves, why not? Today, we're going to get a spark of inspiration from Mickey Sachiko, a holistic health coach, wellness advocate, and the founder of Wellnessable, a platform that seeks to empower others through wellness advocacy. Also a TV and lifestyle host, she also hosts her own podcast, wow, as part of her Wellnessable offering, uh, now on season three. We're going to discuss her very exciting journey with the many hats she wears aligned with her philosophy of making wellness possible. So get ready for some insightful questions and views coming right up and stay tuned all the way. Welcome to the Why Not Podcast, Mickey. Thank you so much for taking time out of your very busy schedule. <laughs> wow, Belle, I love the intro. Thank you so much. And yeah, hello to your listeners. I'm excited to share my journey with you. Awesome. Let's dive right into it then. Uh, I think like, uh, of course, everyone is pretty much curious about you and the many hats that you wear these days tied to your wellness venture, both on a personal and professional level. So maybe you can tell us a little bit about your story. Yeah, absolutely. I grew up in Palawan. I am a proud Palawan. Yeah. And uh, I just grew up in an environment that's you, you eat vegetables, you just grab them from your backyard or cheap seafood coming from literally just close to your house. And my mom is super health conscious. She was uh, a journalist and she's just a health advocate herself. So I just got inspired growing up for that. So when I went to Manila to study, I basically just lived that kind of lifestyle. And I didn't really thought back then that I would be doing a business that's related to wellness or that I would be doing a wellness podcast. I just like love living healthily. But when I got the opportunity to work in California for a couple of years, that's when I got introduced to so many biohacking, optimizing your brain to basically about holistic wellness. It really inspired me. So when I went back in the Philippines in 2018, I started Wellnessable. I wanted to do something. I wanted to be an entrepreneur, but having no background at all in business. And I, I, I started experimenting and I obviously I actually bailed. So many things that I have experienced since then, and it was just a, a roller coaster, but I felt that wellness was a big part of who am I today, I'd say. That's awesome. Like you said earlier with your ex experience in the U.S., you had a little bit more understanding around wellness and the different techniques that you could pursue to live a more healthy lifestyle. And then you tried to apply that on a professional level as well with your entrepreneurial venture. So I wanted to dive deeper into that why not moment. What made you decide to embark on a journey around wellness. And why wellness? Why, there are so many other ventures that you could potentially explore, but what was that moment that guided you to where you are today? Oh my gosh. Like, I think the why not moment for me, Belle, was like when I was working in the US and my work visa was about to expire and I was thinking, okay, I was starting to do research on 
what kind of job I will do when I went back to the Philippines. And, and I was like attempting to do an application. I, I was getting response and all that, but I, I, I was trying to imagine myself working in a corporate world. And like I mentioned earlier, when I finally went back here, I was like, I can't, I, I just wanted to reinvent myself. I want to try something. And I think like most people know me as a commercial model. When I was younger, I was modeling a lot. While studying in the university, I was a working student supporting myself. So I like I think that kind of like mindset of being a model where you are able to reinvent yourself because that's part of your job, that sort of helped me in recognizing that why not? I can reinvent myself and, and be a business person too. I'm not an employee. I'm not downgrading people who works in corporate. I think that's very important if you want to be an entrepreneur. But if you want to just widen your perspective you gotta try to deep into doing business as well so i thought i told myself like why not i can do it if i fail then i'll go back to the corporate world <laughs> if yes then you know perfect <laughs> yeah no i really love that insight about as a model you were in you know you took on obviously like with every shoot with every magazine spread with every different runway show like that required you to really reinvent yourself and so that served as a really good foundation giving you that courage to be like if i could reinvent myself for for a show or like this uh, particular shoot then why not actually take on a, another venture outside of the corporate world? So that was, that's a really good insight. And speaking of insights, right? I wanted to talk a little bit more about that journey and what you've learned so far. And, and talking about both the highlights and the lowlights of that. I understand you took the jump and just went head on into your entrepreneurial venture two years ago. And following that decision, like what were some of the biggest lessons, good lessons, as well as failures that you've come across and what have you realized from them? Oh my gosh, there are so many, Belle. For failures, I think the biggest one that I can think of right now was immediately starting to do a business without really thinking of who would be your target, like target audience and target potential customers. I think it's really important that you first identify, you know, what what problem you're trying to solve or what are you what kind of change you're trying to create. Mm. I think those two things, once you identify that, then it will be easier for you to really offer a service. Because uh, in our case, we don't really have a product, we offer a service. Yeah, I, I wish I've done that right away, but I didn't. I was like just trying to let's build a, a wellness app, let's do this thing. And we don't really study first. I think that was a mistake, but that's why I, I when we were trying to build a mobile app, because my brother is a, a mobile app developer, and we were doing this wellness, health and wellness app. And we attempted, can you believe it? We attempted joining startup competitions. <laughs> because um, why not? Yeah, I mean, like, I learned so many things for a couple of competitions that we joined because like, it will really teach you to really study your business model really well. But we didn't win, obviously. And I was like, the mistake was like, you know, you have to really start like from the bottom up. <laughs> Mm. You have to, even though you don't have the, the infrastructure, you don't have the, from whatever startup competition price you're aiming for, that doesn't matter. What matters is that you first study 
your brand, you build from the ground up, build your community from there. And, and then in your journey, just along the way, you will, you know, you will realize so many things and solutions that you can actually offer that will really matter. I I think that's a really good point about not taking any shortcuts and having a more grounded understanding of who this product is for and, and what are you set out to do. It's important for that to be clear at the start. That's a really good insight. Apart from that, any other lessons um, that you've learned? Yeah, I realized too that you don't have to have a, a strong entrepreneurship background to start a business. Anyone can be entrepreneurs. It's just a matter of making sure that you're passionate about it, something that you're not just doing because, oh my gosh, this is a trend. I need to go with the flow. I need to do this. Because what if it's no longer a trend? Then you're going to, you know, leave it like that. So you have to really start first doing something that, you know, first step that actually solves the problem that really, you know, helps someone. And at the same time, something that you really love to do, something that, you know, if it's, because as I'm not sure if you've run a business before, but business is not always, so it's all, there's going to be like down moments too. It's important that they can get along the ride. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a lot of, I would say emotional and mental preparation and a lot of strength that is required on those fronts if you are an entrepreneur, because you obviously think you've got an amazing concept, but pushing that and believing in that and making other people believe in that as well is is a journey. Um, and, and I think not everyone is equipped to do that. So, so that's really great. I think like following those lessons and some of those mistakes, like I know, I'm pretty sure you've addressed those, you've iterated and innovated through the couple, the last couple of years. What doors have opened for you ever since? I know you're doing quite a lot of things, but I'm curious to know what were the other opportunities uh, that have opened for you as a byproduct of this? Like, how are you able to extend Wellnessable as an initial concept for an entrepreneurial venture into this full-scale platform advocating for wellness? And how is this received by people? Love that question. When I was starting Wellnessable, I was really studying so many things about health and wellness and about being a wellpreneur. That's what they call it, wellness entrepreneur. I love that. (laughs) So it opened up doors for me to become a wellness speaker from just a a simple wellness advocacy. So like me, maybe because people are seeing our contents and our videos and, and they suddenly started reaching out to me if, you know, if we can partner with you to speak to this certain event or this certain like video launch that we're doing. So that opened up uh, opportunity for me. And at the same time, it's amplified my personal branding for uh, as a TV host. I was able to pitch in if I can produce a certain video content once a week in our morning show. So that's why some of our podcast um, episodes are being repurposed into a video and we show that there. Or if I have uh, a certain campaign about wellness, we show it there in our TV show, like for example. So we just finished our campaign for frontliners, we show that there. And now we're doing a campaign for cancer awareness because October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. So we have kicked off a, a campaign for that. So yeah, that's what we're doing. And we have series of videos and contents that we we will be releasing soon. And we started yesterday, actually. So yeah, that opened up 
so many things for me, personal branding wise and being a speaker. And hopefully my ultimate goal is to become an author someday. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, it seems like you are well on your way to really, I would say, leverage wellness, right, as the driving force behind compelling content um, across different channels. And I think like, I love the idea of repurposing uh, podcast episodes or conversations that you're having with different people into not only into content for, for TV channels, but also as actual social campaigns. I think wellness right now is such a very relevant topic in light of the very extraordinary times that we're in right now. Like you are currently in the Philippines um, and I'm pretty sure that it has been quite a turbulent six months with all the pandemic's impact on people's health obviously not just physical health, but also like their emotional, mental health. At this point in time, I wanted to get your perspective on how do you define wellness and self-care in light of these turbulent times that we're in? And and what do you think should people do about pursuing wellness? Like how sh how much should they prioritize it right now considering the times that we're in? Oh my, it should be a top priority now. Like I always say this like online and offline that self-care and wellness is a superpower. <laughs> like it can literally change your life for the better if you are going to put it on your priority list. See, if you have, okay, so we're living in this COVID-19 climate and we all know so it's scientifically proven that if you have a comorbidity, uh, if you have pre-existing health conditions, it's easier for you to get COVID-19. And at the same time, when you get COVID-19, it's easier, you know, your risk of dying from COVID-19 is higher as opposed to if you have a healthier body. So that's the reason why I really advocate to making sure that people adapt a healthy lifestyle. But obviously adapting a healthy lifestyle can be either expensive or it's just hard to like instantly do that in a single snap if you're not that if you're not living that kind of lifestyle before. So I would always say that you have to do sustainable habit. You just start doing if you want to do instead of thinking, oh my gosh, I need to exercise for one hour a day. I cannot do that. No, you don't have to do that. Just start up like maybe 10 to 15 minutes a day and then just make it a habit until such time that it's just instantly like when you get out of your bed and you have your water and all that stuff and it's just instant that you have... You you're like compelled to do a 15 minute workout because it's so easy versus of really nagging yourself because you can't do a one hour workout. Honestly, I, I just do 15 minute workout every single day. I don't like, well, like I don't, I'm not other people who will have to do two or three hours workout. I, I, for me, it's just easier to manage if it's small. So yeah, that that's the thing. Do some small things every day that contribute to your wellness and wellness for me is basically how you can better show up for yourself like obviously when you're in front of people you wanted to make sure that you're at your best when you're working you're you always put your best foot forward and why are we not doing that to ourselves they say that the healthier the tree the better the fruit it can offer so you have to start investing first in yourself like start doing something that your future self will thank you for. And I think the best investment that you can do right now is to invest in yourself, invest in your health. 
I think that's really good advice. I love that. I love that insight around showing up for yourself, right? Because there's always a saying that we are actually our own number one fans. And so I think it's very important uh, that you take into account how can you show up better for yourself, not only in a physical sense, but I think on an emotional and a mental level as well. I I think that small step around 15 minute workouts, especially like uh, for people who have uh, a lot of time constraints right now is very useful. I myself am taking a 25 minute workout. Oh, nice. Yeah, because uh, I know that not everyone has the time to devote, of course, to a full hour workout. But I think it does make a lot of difference. It, not just in terms of weight loss, though, but it's more of the feeling that you have after that. Yeah. Speaking of your advice around investing in yourself and start really showing up for yourself to just put it all together from the perspective of a wellness advocate like yourself. What would be some of your advice to people when it comes to pursuing or starting to pursue? Because some people might not have thought about it yet, but what should they think about if they want to like explore whether they can actually like make wellness possible in their lives and figure out things that work for them? What are some of the small steps that they can take? Love that question. And you said about 25 minute workout that you do every day, which is absolutely crucial because obviously that releases a lot of happy hormones. So I would encourage people to just do that if they feel stressed out. The natural way to do it is just to start moving. It can't, if they're not into hardcore workout, they can just simply do a crazy dance, like put on the music, put on your Spotify and listen to your favorite playlist and uh, just dance and release your happy hormones. And the second thing is to always be considerate and be mindful of the food that you eat. For me, food is absolutely the medicine. Like, obviously, you can't maybe do a 360-degree switch of doing super healthy every single day, eating only super food. But maybe at least try to lessen your processed food consumption and try to invest more on the natural food. If you cannot do natural food, try to buy processed food that has lesser ingredients on it. Like the rule of the thumb is like at least uh, four ingredients maximum. If it has like five and above uh, a lot of ingredients in a certain pack or can or whatever, you know, maybe you should rethink that. (laughs) And because the rule of the thumb for that is like whatever is like the first word on the ingredients in the label of a certain pack for food that has the, the huge chunk of it. So if you see right away, like sugar, right away, that's the first thing. And then whatever the contents or ingredients is, I think we should be wary about that. So like I said, as much as possible, purchase something like vegetables and fruits because they're the ingredients already. They're the single ingredients that you can eat and consume. And it's not just good for weight loss. It's also helpful for boosting your mental health, really leveling up your productivity, which is very important for work at homes, right? And yeah, and optimizing your brain. So yeah, food is medicine. Food is really a big help for our overall well-being. Yeah, I love that. When you mentioned fruits and vegetables, I just uh, remembered that there's a sort of misconception about healthy food being all expensive. But actually, I think if you go down to the basics, you can actually buy these fruits and vegetables and they're very affordable. And so living a healthy lifestyle doesn't need to be expensive. Oh, yeah, that's so true. And yeah, and 
maybe besides food, try to do like lessen the type of drinks that you get, like lessen the alcohol consumption or less colored drinks. I, I just drink tea and, and just water and maybe sometimes coffee. So I think it's really helpful if you lessen your you know, sugar drinks. Yeah, I can see that. Like you have this glow. Uh, so I will take your advice. <laughs> uh, try to like lessen your drinks. I mean, I think like just basically streamline your lifestyle. I think sometimes we overthink the, the notion of a healthy lifestyle. But actually, when you talked about movement, when you talked about consuming fruits and vegetables and like really cutting down the sugar, I think like those are very easy and doable steps so that people can start a wellness uh, journey. So that was really helpful advice. Vicky. And thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and your journey with us. I guess just to wrap up, wanted to share with our listeners, where can we find you? Absolutely. I enjoyed this interview as well. And for your listeners, they can look up um, our pages and Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. That's wellnessable. That's wellness, I-B-L-E, because that's from the words wellness is possible. And you can also go to our website and sign up for our newsletter. That's wellnessable.com slash newsletter. And yeah, and join us in our mission to basically spread the power of wellness. That's awesome. Uh, do you have any social media channels um, that like people can follow you um, and, and, and find out a bit more about your wellness journey as well? Yeah, so for my personal pages, just look it up, Mickey Sachiko in different um, platforms. And I'll be there. I'll connect with you guys too. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, check out Wellnessable, um, the platform, um, and actually make a dose of wellness possible in your life. Uh, thank you so much, Mickey, for your time today. Thank you so much, Mel. Appreciate it. And thank you for listening to the Why Not podcast. We hope we've helped inspire and empower you to ask yourself why not and find out what's next for you. For everyone who's tuned in, we would appreciate it if you could show some love for this podcast by leaving us a review on this channel or feel free to send us questions, suggestions, rants, and raves. All welcome at hello at whynotpodcast.com. For the latest and greatest, follow us on our social media channels at Why Not The Podcast. Until next time, sending good vibes your way. Oh, 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 oh,